Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne podcast. We pray this stirs you into a deeper relationship with Jesus and equips you to live a heaven on earth lifestyle daily. Enjoy. Because of the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. The kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy. To be outside of joy is not to be walking in the kingdom, right? The enemy will do everything that he possibly can to rob you of joy. Righteousness is rooted in Christ and Christ alone. You can't be righteous. You cannot be righteous outside of of your belief in him. The Bible says we're made right in the sight of God by our faith in Jesus. That's how we're made righteous, through Jesus. Peace comes from the Prince of Peace. It comes from Jesus. Joy comes. It's a fruit of the Spirit. But a lot of times what we see attacked in our life is our joy. Raise your hand. Has the enemy ever came to you and attacked your righteousness? Has the enemy ever came and attacked, like, like heavily attacked your righteousness? He may have a couple of times. You're not good enough. God doesn't want any part of you. You can't walk with him, whatever it may be. But more than things, he's going to do everything he can to rob you of joy. Because a lot of times, joy is really attached to an emotional side of what we walk in daily. Right. That's why that that happiness, the joy that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Right. Like joy, a lot of times is attached to an emotional side of who we are. And so the enemy attacks our joy so much more than many other things. We have to understand that the kingdom is joy. A third of the kingdom is joy. You take joy out of it. You don't have a fullness of the kingdom. Amen. Righteousness, peace and joy. Luke 17, 21, Jesus said, For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. So to live in the kingdom is to live in joy, right? Come on, say it with me. To live in the kingdom is to live in joy. You ever met a grumpy Christian? I want no part of that. (laughs) You know what I mean? You ever met a Christian that's like just like super grumpy? There's no joy. Like you can, when you, you ever been around somebody that carries the joy of the Lord? You ever been, we have an awesome testimony. So uh, Pastor David, like, this guy, like, carries the joy of the Lord. Like, it's beautiful. There's a really cool testimony that we have. We went to Chili's. I've shared it before, but I'm going to share it again because it just it lines up with what we're talking about. There was a guy, plastered, hammered, drunk, walks over to our table at Chili's, says hi. To, it was a guy that I knew from back in the day, says hi to us, and then David gives him this big old bear hug, just hugs this guy, and afterwards, this guy, like, sober, I mean, I'm telling you, he comes up to the table, and he's like, Jay, man, what are you doing? You know, like, he is gone. Like, he's out of there, okay? And David just gives him this big old bear hug. And he's like, hey, man, nice to meet you. The guy sobers up, takes a step back, and says, you know the Holy Spirit, don't you? He went from slurring every word, eyes bloodshot, unable to talk, staggering over, to immediately takes a step back and says, you know the Holy Spirit, don't you? And we got to minister to the guy. The joy of the Lord, I believe in this moment, sobered this guy up, and he encountered Jesus and encountered a miracle in that moment. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. The joy of the Lord, to live in the kingdom, is to live in joy. And so the enemy will try everything that he possibly can to rob you of your joy. Trials, circumstances. That's why the Bible tells us, it says, take every trial or circumstance that comes your way, use it as an opportunity for joy. Because the enemy knows what he longs to do is rob you of joy because joy is the kingdom. Nehemiah 8.10, for the joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, last night, it was so amazing. It was super anointed. But Marissa was singing this song. It was like just a prophetic, spontaneous song. 
And she was like saying, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage, I am free. And then she's like, ha, 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 ha. And we just started like laughing. It was beautiful, so spontaneous, it was amazing. But what I thought about the entire time while she was singing that was that the joy of the Lord is our strength. When you're feeling like you've been robbed of strength, or things are getting a little, a little difficult, maybe a little heavy, just go sit with Jesus in the secret place and just say, Lord, I just, I'm just desiring fresh joy, just a fresh touch of joy from you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You see, because joy is not circumstantial like happiness is, right? Joy is not circumstantial. Joy is rooted in Christ, and he never fails. He never fails. Happiness does. Like, happiness is really tied into circumstances where you're feeling good and then something bad happens. You're like, oh, man, joy is rooted in Christ, and he will never let you down, and he'll never fail. Amen? Amen. The kingdom is joy. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. In the joy of the Lord, what we see is that in that strength, like, our, like the Bible says, his grace is not only sufficient, but his strength is made perfect in our weakness. See, a lot of times the things that rob us of our joy are situations that we got ourselves into. Anybody here? Anybody here? A lot of times, yeah. <laughs> Check, please. Table for one. <laughs> A lot of times our joy gets in a place like, like when we feel like ourselves, like, like we're seeing here, when we are, are in this place where, where we're needing more of him, we a lot of times actually put ourselves in those situations from things that we've partnered with. You can ask my wife all the time when we talk about attacks on our life or what God, you know, what the enemy's trying to do. We're like, nope, we're just going to get our eyes on Jesus. We're going to get our eyes on Jesus and we're going to choose not to partner with anything that the enemy's doing. Regardless of what he's doing, we're not going to respond to the enemy because that's what he wants. Rather, we're going to live in joy and we're going to respond to what the Father says. Amen? Because a lot of times when we're lacking joy, when we feel stressed out, whatever it may be, a lot of times we kind of put ourselves there. Amen? Psalms 31, 24 says, Be of good courage and he'll strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Psalms 126, 5 says, Though who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Then it follows up with Psalms 147 that says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You see, in this place with Christ, joy, the kingdom of joy and what we're called to walk in is accessible through Jesus and Jesus alone. You ever had that person at your work? Why are you so joyful? Why are you smiling all the time? You just got fired. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You just got a pay cut. Like what, 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 the, the boss just yelled at you. What, what's wrong with you? And that's always an opportunity. I love moments like that. And, and, and it's always in this place where people see the way that you respond and react to things. Social media has actually made that bigger than ever before in the age that we're in now. A lot of people can tell where you're at via social media, right? And a lot of times, the, the, the way that on, your day, on a daily basis, people can see how you respond and react to situations. And a lot of times, those that have been hurt in church, those that have been wounded in church, they're just waiting for that moment for you to slip up and say, see, all church people are the same. All church people are the same. They're all hypocrites. Look at you. You just had something bad happen to you, and then you just cussed me and my mom out. They're waiting to see what your response is. But what if we lived in such a place of joy that no matter the trial, the circumstance, we responded in joy? Thank you, Jesus. And it's accessible. It is accessible. Romans 8, 21. Follow me on this. And we know that all things work together for good. It doesn't end there. 
to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. And what does John 14 tell us? If you love me, you'll keep my commands. So this is, a, this is, a, this is one of those scriptures that looks great in Hobby Lobby because it stops halfway through, right? All things work together for the good. I remember, like, there was people that <laughs> they got themselves in a situation like, well, all things work for the good. I was like, do you know why you're in this situation? Like, in this scripture, I just want to break this down to you. We know all things work f- t- together for the good to those who love God. And, and we show that we love him by our obedience. Amen? Who's with me on this? We show that we love him by our obedience. And then it doesn't stop there. To those who are called according to his purpose. How are you responding to what he's telling you to do? All things work together for the good. To those who love God and called according to his purpose. I find myself in the valley. Not because of any mistakes or decisions or partnerships I made. But I find myself in the valley because God, I'm saying yes to you and here I am. Like, okay, I keep saying yes to him, but here I am. That's a beautiful place to be. I'd rather be in the valley saying yes to him than valley because of my own mistakes. That word good, for all things work together for the good, in the Greek is agathos, meaning pleasant, excellent, or joyful. So Romans 8.28 can actually read like this. And we know that all things are working together for joy. To those who love God and are called according to his purpose. To live in the kingdom is to live in what? Joy. To live in the kingdom is to live in joy. There is a, an abundance, an abundance of joy in the presence of God. Psalms 1611. Just show me the path of life is what the word says. In your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand pleasures forevermore and that word fullness in the hebrew because it's in the old testament is the word soba which means abundance so we're going to read it like this in your presence is an abundance of joy an abundance of joy it's like saying i need lotions and walking into bath and body works you feel me i need some lotion walking into bath and body works an abundance of lotions like, I mean, as far as the eye can see, and some in the back. In the presence of God is an abundance of joy. So the enemy attacks your life. The, the enemy attacks finances, all these different things. He's doing things to see where your joy is at. He's attacking this because the more that you trust in God, and, and no matter what happens in your life, every trial, every circumstance is an opportunity for great joy. And people are seeing how you're going to respond to that. Ask my wife. I love trials. And I, I know she's getting to a place where she loves them too. <laughs> I love trials. I love circumstances. I love these things. Why? Because it's just an opportunity for less of me and more of him. And what I desire is just more of him. That's what I desire. I desire more of him. So in trials and in circumstances, when you hear this, when you hear that, hallelujah. This is a moment for more of the kingdom to be produced in my life. Hallelujah. You hear about people talking about you, saying things. You hear about gossip, slander, whatever it may be. Hallelujah. Joy, 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 joy. If I let individuals rob me of my joy, that means my eyes are on me too much and I need to repent. 
If I can let one person rob me of the joy that I have in Christ, I need to repent because my eyes are on Johnny. And they were on my, my, my eyes were on me a long time. I don't know about you guys, but putting your eyes on you don't get you anywhere. <laughs> joy is not circumstantial. Joy is rooted in Jesus, and he never fails. You guys with me? Hallelujah. Um, you know, rejoicing is rooted in, in such joy to, to rejoice, to celebrate. That's why I love moments of praise and worship. It's because we rejoice, we celebrate. You know, think about a wedding. What's one of the most amazing things in a wedding outside of husbands and wives, hallelujah, doing it legally. <laughs> outside of that, one of the funnest parts is the dancing. I remember we went to David and, and Marissa's wedding most recently. Man, we were cutting up. If you, man, John the Petty was there. This boy was like in rollerblades, skating around people. Boy was skating to the dance floor. Just dan like, I love the moment of dancing and rejoicing. And they would play, you know, a lot of the wedding songs and stuff like that. And, and it was just so fun. And I just remember, like, just like Derek Evers. Man, this guy's super, I guess stoic is the word. I mean, he is just like, he is a man's man, Derek Evers. But he was out there just... I was like, Derek, I didn't even know you could move like that, man. Like, we were just celebrating and rejoicing. And that's why I love praise and worship in an atmosphere of rejoicing. Because I remember what it was being completely lost and out of my mind in the darkness of these clubs. Thinking that I was actually celebrating life. But it wasn't until I met the one that freed me that I truly understand what rejoicing and dancing is all about. And that's why we, that's why we love celebration in our praise and in our worship. It's because we rejoice. In fact, Zephaniah tells us, thank you, Jesus. For the Lord your God is living among you. He's a mighty Savior. He'll take delight in you with gladness, with his love. He'll calm you, and he'll calm all your fears. And he rejoices over you with joyful song. He's rejoicing over you. He's twirling over you. He's dancing over you, as some translations would say. He's a proud papa for those that say yes and continue to walk in that place of obedience. He's well pleased. This is my beloved son, my beloved daughter, in whom I'm well pleased. And how do we know that we're children of God? Because we're following the Holy Spirit. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And he's rejoicing over you, beloved. So this is it. Romans 14, 7. Let's go back to the beginning. The kingdom of God is of righteousness, peace, and Righteousness, peace, and hallelujah. All right, so we're going to tie it up right here, tie it in a bow. Glory to God. Amen. Okay, so the word kingdom, check this out. What's up, Kennedy? So the word kingdom, the kingdom of God is of righteousness, peace, and joy. The word kingdom is balasia, which means royal power or dominion. Okay, follow me, follow me. I promise I'll bring it all together. Royal power or dominion. The word joy here, the root word is the word chiro, which means to be exceedingly joyful or to thrive. And what I want to tell you is this. Just as we read right here, you were called to have dominion and authority on the earth through your expression of joy. Your joy can change any atmosphere that you go into. Your joy and the way you carry your joy and rooted in Christ can change any situation that you're in. For the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. The kingdom is royal power and dominion. 
It's not you just walking in being like, I'm a Christian. No, you carry royal power and dominion all through Christ and through Christ alone. So you carry joy. <laughs> kingdom of God is within you. And uh, if, as you just continue to just say yes, you're going to change the cultures. You're going to change the atmospheres around you. Psalms 126 says, when the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. It says, we were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. I don't know about you, but I used to be um, in bondage. And I was once not free. Anybody else with me? Once a slave to sin. Once completely lost. But he brought me back to himself. He freed me. And it says, I remember when the Lord brought us back, his exiles to Jerusalem was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things. What a joy. It says, restore our fortunes as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go plant their seed, but, this, but they sing as they return with the harvest. It says, what amazing other nations... Other nations were saying, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. There was an individual that came to our church about a year or so ago. He said, Johnny Acevedo from Orangefield, first time to ever step in. I said, yeah. He said, I thought you'd be dead by a heroin overdose by now. Nope, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> what God brought me out of was a testimony for somebody else, just like we read here, to say what amazing things the Lord has done for you. What amazing things the Lord has done for you. So when they look at you, Christian, and they see where you were and what God has done, and you testify and you live out your joy, they say, what amazing things the Lord has done for Christian. And they can grab a hold of that to help them to know more of who he is. Other nations in the world around you will take account of who God is through your joy and through what he's done in your life. So in closing, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Got that joy? Stand with me.